2: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: Hello, everyone that is tuning in. Thank you so much for spending your Friday night with us. GCW jobber Sean Rossap is not here tonight, but I am. I'm joined by the wonderful Alex Pulowski, how you doing, Alex?
1: Uh, I'm I'm doing very well. Um, uh, there were um, two, at least two, uh, fantastic shows going on at the same time tonight. Partially, and one thing that I don't even can be think can be called legally wrestling. <laughs> so, like, but and guess, guess which one of those I, I had to watch.
3: Wow, you are going in hard on AEW Rampage. Just kidding, guys! <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. This is your AEW Rampage and SmackDown review, kind of. SmackDown only had three matches, so that should be pretty easy to get through tonight. But before we dive in, just wanted to give you guys a five select reminder to... Hop on that for a few reasons. One, Sean is constantly breaking news over there. Okay, we found some exciting news out on Fightful Select today that you can go check out. But more importantly, you're going to have Team K-Lex all WrestleMania weekend. And WrestleMania Nights 1 and 2 are going to be on Fightful Select. We're going to be doing the pay-per-view post shows over there. We will also be bringing to you Stand and Deliver on the main tomorrow right back here for nxt exciting stuff going on as always sean is in gcw literally he's licking boots over there he might be seth rollins wrestlemania opponent by the end of the weekend for all we knew who knows what's going on over there but i am so excited to have my co-host in sourness tonight alex with us we do thank you for joining us There is also, I have to rightfully plug it, even though I'm dying to be on it, and I feel like our stream will be taken over by the fact that Supercard of Honor is going on. Steven Jensen and Joel Pearl are doing that over there, Um, so feel free if you're looking for a review of that show to check that out, but don't do that. Check them out later. Stay here. Hang out with Team Kalex. Who loves you. We do. I think tonight we're actually going to start with SmackDown because there were only three matches to get through. Um, you know, it happened. It was kind of weird because last week felt like a go home show too, where there like, was a lot of talking, a lot of video packages and not a lot of action. So I thought maybe this would be peppered with something else. It wasn't not even in the slightest. Um, we did start off with the entree, the giant battle memorial, uh, not A surprising result here, but by not being surprising, I found it incredibly disappointing. We're not going to go through every entrant, but I will say, um, you know, Matt Cap Moss came out of this the winner. I kind of figured it was going to go that way with Baron Corbin having won in the past. Um, Ricochet got a huge reaction and had a really good showing. I don't understand how he is not on your WrestleMania card. I find it infuriating. Other than that, kind of to be expected, the Viking Raiders got eliminated unceremoniously, and a really tough, tough night if you're a fan of the 24-7 championship lineage. Everybody went out of there really fast. I have a psychology bone to pick about Reggie's spot. He sat there calling someone else stupid on the edge of the apron. That's about as dumb as you can get in a battle royal, other than going to the top rope. So, um, I mean, it's fine. It was a battle royal. Ricochet is hugely over and was in the final two, and then Madcap Moss went over. This is... I'm sorry, Finn Balor. See? Same treatment. So there you go. Same basic treatment. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, not surprising here, but I tweeted and I feel exactly the same. This is like a perfect microcosm of WWE booking, right? We're getting Mad Cat Moss despite Finn Balor being so over, so beloved by the fans. I I get why, and this sets up the closing segment of the show, which I can't even believe is what we went home with but what did you think of this opening the show
1: okay a, 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 a few things um they started out the show like like the first thing you see is i don't know 15 dudes in the ring and i i wasn't i wasn't able to like look at all of them and figure out who was missing or whatever i was like pretty sure that that's not all people who we thought were going to be in the show but they're all doing this They're all looking around to see who's going who's to throw him out, right? You know, um, uh, But uh, then they, they show a video package of who Andre the Giant is, and they show a video package of what the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is. Cut back, everybody's in the ring like, okay, who's going to throw me out? Who's going to throw me out now? Nobody's going to throw me out? Okay, cool. And then they do the Dirty Dogs entrance. And they both come all the way down to the ring. Everyone's still in the ring going, all right, who's going to throw me out? I head on a swivel. Head on a swivel. And then they do the full Finn Balor entrance. Everyone's still, like, at the beginning when you just cut to people in the ring, you don't have to tell them to be like like Street Fighter Two ready stance. Like, like they, they could just be sitting there waiting because nobody's allowed to throw you out until the bell rings. And it looked really funny with like Shanky, like looking around, like there was like like there were ghosts everywhere. He was just so scared of everything going on. And then Michael Cole says, "Ah, the prestigious Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So many careers launched because of wins in this. First of all, there have been seven of these. This is not like the lineage goes back to 1982 or something." And then and then he says, "Ah, yes, so many great careers launched from this." Uh, Last year, we saw uh, Jey Uso become main event Jey Uso by winning the Battle Royal. And then, of course, Baron Corbin won a few years ago. And then he didn't mention anybody else by name, because the other five people who have won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal are all of them no longer with the company. Mojo Rawley, Cesaro, Big Show, Matt Hardy, and Braun Strowman, all of them gone. So you can't even talk about it. They like, they like showed the, the names on the plaque on the giant trophy. And they really like showed it for a split second and then panned away from it. So none of us could read and be like, Hey, what happened to that guy? Is he in it this year? No, he's not. Oh, he was fired during a pandemic. Okay, cool. Um, like, it's just ridiculous that they still try and make this into something. It's not, it's a ridiculous thing that they did. Was it as ridiculous as the came down to Finn Balor? and madcap moss and they booked finn balor to get outsmarted by madcap moss no was that also the worst thing that they booked for finn balor just tonight no it was not no it was not kate so yeah um not great
3: (laughs) not great is correct but you know what's great all of you wonderful people so we're going to get to some of your Super Chats and Humper Chats. We have Mark will chiming in saying, Hello, Fightful, Faithful, Alex, and Kate. Hope everyone enjoyed the custom Team Kalex Creative Wrestlers in WWE 2K22. It was fun making them. Enjoy your wrestling weekend, fellow Sour Graps kids. You guys are so awesome. Somebody made me, I think it was Mark, as like in a CM Punk ROH gear. Do you know how yes. hard I popped for that? Yeah I felt so cool. Thank you guys. That stuff means the world to me.
1: I, I I love that they just have me in a hoodie and a and a and a Milwaukee Bucks t-shirt because those are literally the only clothes that I own. So it's <laughs> nice and it's true to life.
3: Just a bag of jelly beans away, to be yeah, honest. That's right,
1: that's <laughs> right. That, that's my signature weapon that I bring to the ring with me is a bag of jelly beans.
3: <laughs> my gloss for chiming in saying, sending the first super chat of honor. Yes, I am pulling a Rick Rude in this, uh, said Luis. He is doing both our show and the Supercard show. We really, really appreciate that from him so much. What a guy. Mario are also chiming in saying, I'm going to stay loyal to Kalex. But I got to tell you, it's tough not to be talking about Supercard of Honor over literally any other show right now. That card was stacked going in. They super delivered on it. There's huge Samoa Joe news. Just crazy, crazy stuff. He is all elite. He is going to be on Dynamite on Wednesday. That just feels so right and so complete on so many levels. I'm very excited for that, as the Samoja walkaway spot is like my favorite in wrestling. shaq 29 saying, watch Starwage instead, but not missing Kalex. Hashtag SGS for life, buddy. Absolutely. And Robert Yamgata saying, look in my eyes. What do you see? A cult of sour grapsity. Ooh, that could be our remix with the Graps voice. Yeah. Alex is angry. Kate's got the bangs. He rule. They'll tell you what you want to hear. We'll we'll tell you. We'll tell you we'll, something, we'll, man. We'll,
1: we'll tell you like it is. That's what we'll do.
3: That is. Oh man, you guys are very supportive considering what we got today. Shaka twenty nine saying, we thank you both for your service." Honor is K-Lex. Honor is K-Lex. If Alex and I were in the same room, we'd shake each other's hands. I think. And then we have. I don't know. I th- this just says C. The name is just C listed C. here. So C. we see you like John Cena. k FTW. k for the win. Or Ricky Starks has a very different definition of FTW. Yeah. If you saw that yep. going around Twitter, I'm not going to say it here because nope. this is a family friendly show and I don't yes. want to get fired or demonetized. Right. Um, but my goodness. Marco right, cool, saying, hey, Alex and Katie, two are my favorite Fightful combo. Well, thank you. You're stuck with us like all weekend. So <laughs> we're so glad that we're your favorite. I was watching Rampage on my TV and ROH on my iPad. That's what I was doing, buddy. What a great night of wrestling mind of SmackDown. Joe is back from your number one fan in Texas. Thank you guys so much. You guys are so great. SmackDown, not so great overall, but we did get a hell of a triple threat um that that came with los lotharios and ricochet um a great match i felt like i don't know perhaps it should have been on the wrestlemania (laughs) pre-show like i don't understand how your internet continental title is not on the pre-show but there were a lot of really really great spots in this match ricochet is just incredible The 630 always looks great. That standing moonsault is absolute fire. Um, Good psychology and good back and forth. I felt like with Los Lotharios in this, I really liked that. I was like, are we going to start getting a can they coexist angle already? But I think what they were trying to do was balance the story of both of them wanted to win the title as individuals, but they also worked in tandem to try and beat Ricochet. Some good stuff in here. Um, What did you think?
1: um well i mean if you want if you want to do a, a ricochet overcomes if you want to do a a guy overcomes the odds in a triple threat that is basically a handicap match you, you couldn't find a better baby face than ricochet to do that because he's strong enough that he can get a bunch of stuff done against two guys he's got he's got cardio for days he, he'll bump his ass off for any of the big moves uh and he'll find some awesome way to win which is what he did he did a to Angel Garza, rolled through it directly into the recoil on Humberto for the pin. The finish, especially, was amazing. Um, I just wish we hadn't done a whole bunch of that BS to get here. Like, you had to have him lose two individual matches to both of these guys last week, just so you could set this up. I mean... The only problem with what I'm about to pitch is what they should have done instead is the fact that they're doing a battle royal on the show tonight. But last week, have a battle royal. Have, have Ricochet say, you know what? Any, I don't care who comes and challenges me at WrestleMania. I'll fight any two guys. And have Adam Pearce say, that's a good idea. What we're going to do is we're going to have a battle royal later tonight. And the last two guys standing are going to be the two guys, you, guys fa- you face at WrestleMania. And Ricochet says, I don't care. That'll be fun. Um, and the last two guys, because they work together the entire match, are Los Lotharios. And now Ricochet is like, well, wait a minute. These two guys are going to be working together to try and beat me. Adam Pierce says, well, you shouldn't run your mouth, then should you? So now we get a match where we don't have to have Ricochet lose to both of these guys before the match starts. And now we have a, a reason why these two guys are in a triple threat match and why it has become a thing for him to fight against as opposed to like having ricochet lose two matches in five minutes to him to the, to these two guys on friday and then lose to austin theory on monday for no friggin reason before he even gets like thank god you finally had the idea to let your intercontinental champion who was ricochet and therefore awesome actually win a match but i'm sorry you don't get brownie points for that like, you you booked your way into this terrible paper bag. Somehow, you booked your way out of it. Thank God. But, like, you, you booked your way in there. That's your problem.
3: My only thing with this triple threat is it's going to be the second best triple threat of the weekend. Because Jeremy Lambert has been picking a feud with Edge. And I think he's going to be oh, in good. this match with AJ Styles. Hi, Jeremy.
4: Hi. We got I'm a gonna, Jeremy running? You can watch me here. And if you flip over to the ROH stream i'm on the roh stream as well i'm on both shows right now
3: stop (laughs) rick rude how dare you
4: casting myself oh my goodness you got to shave the beard
1: so you only have a mustache on one of the shows if you're gonna do there you go yeah just
3: there it is there it is hi Hi, jeremy hi everybody we all want to know how you're holding up this wrestlemania weekend jeremy
4: well, Jensen, Jensen's talking about the spotlight. Kate's asking me about how I'm going for <laughs> WrestleMania. Again. I'm not going to stay long. I just wanted to see if this was possible that I could be, <laughs> uh, I could pull is. a Rick Rude here. You know, <laughs> the young bucks are on AEW and That's ROH, right. so yes. here I am on AEW and ROH in well, Texas both,
1: and South Carolina at the same time.
3: The linchpin between both shows is Samoa Joe. So why don't you tell us how you feel about Samoa Joe? <laughs>
4: All right. I'm going to give my comments on Samoa Joe since Kate asked, and that is also part of the the ROH. uh, I'm really good at this. All right. I don't care. We're talking about Samoa Joe, Joel. Samoa Joe's back. Sammy Joe's back. It's great. Everyone have a great show. Everyone have a great WrestleMania weekend. Kate has an Austin shirt on. Stephen Jensen has an Austin shirt on. You guys have a great weekend. I don't know what that shirt is, Joel. Joel, congratulations on being a father. Alex, congratulations on being a father. You've been one longer than Joel, but still congratulations. (laughs) Guys, have a great night. I've I've pulled the young bucks. I'm good. Bye.
3: A good Night, Jeremy. (laughs) Well, that was really fun of Jeremy. Thank you for stopping in. It'll be the most exciting part of our SmackDown talk yet. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't been following Jeremy on, gosh, on Fightful Overbooked and all the content he's been on, he tried to answer Edge's open challenge, but Edge ducked him. So, Edge is a coward. Uh, Everybody fears Jeremy because... We all know that uh, he's he's pretty lethal in the ring. So, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, I guess I guess we'll get back to talking about SmackDown. <laughs> Drew Chandler in saying that Matt cat Moss controlled his narrative. Shanky, not so much. Thanks for the tweets yesterday.
1: This is to our friend Drew, back. who is a who is a ref for control your narrative. He's our man on the inside. We're gonna start. He's our mole. He's gonna take the whole thing down be
3: great for those of you who don't know at control your narrative if you win a match the victory is said winner like alex controlled his narrative kate not so much
1: apparently no drew drew confirmed to me that they don't do the second thing anymore
3: oh i
1: know which kind of makes it no no fun but yeah what? um <laughs> you got
3: love from chris mueller coming in saying Nobody should support Joel and his madcap nonsense. Well, I know that's right. I mean, you should support Joel, kind of, but, like, in kayfabe, you should not, because we have a nice little rivalry going. We have some more Super Chats that came in. One from Mark Losper about SmackDown in general saying, really great SmackDown tonight, a fantastic tag match, interesting win by Gresham in the main, and then Samoa Joe came back. Oh, wait, wrong show. So, yeah, that would be Super Card of Honor. I feel like we got the the short end of the stick, as far as post shows. This is the
1: I, I listen. I take this very seriously. So many of the people who watch our shows do not watch the shows that we cover and actually rely on us to tell them what happened. So I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't watch SmackDown. Believe me, I didn't want to watch SmackDown that night. I really didn't want to watch, but I had to do it for the people, Kate. For the people, for, for the sour grab society.
3: People. Had to do it. We also have the ongoing saga between J.W. Pringle and my dad, J.W. Pringle, saying, Paul Elizabeth, say your prayers and take your vitamins, brother. It's Mania weekend. Lady Kate with the best bangs in the biz, baby, and Sir Alex with the sourest of graps are both on the ones and twos and with us all weekend, Gabagool. Thank you so much, J.W. Pringle, for sending that in. And my dad with the response. Reverend Pringle, prayers and vitamins up. Next up, visiting the Shrine of St. Gabigol, the patron saint of you people. That is correct. My dad knows uh, religion very well. He's quite a theologian. (laughs) (laughs) Back in SmackDown world, uh, we got a video package from Kevin Owens uh, and Steve Austin. There's nothing like new here.
1: No, this is, there's a lot of these video packages that are just them trying out the video packages before they run them on the pre-show of WrestleMania. Um, The one thing they did say, though, like Michael, Michael Cole seemed to confirm that the main event of night one will be a talk show segment. Yes. The, the main event, not, not the, 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 what? 9 month storyline of Bianca and and Becky not the the biggest name in the women's division Ronda Rousey versus the greatest women's wrestler of all time Charlotte Flair No, nah, it's just going to be a, 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 a to their credit a giant reaction from the from the fans as Steve Austin comes down and 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 uh, Stunner's uh, Kevin Owens and then dumps some beer on Kevin Owens and then Stunner's Kevin Owens again and then leaves and that's going to be your main event of night one
3: yeah i half get it um i don't like it but i get why so i can at least deal with that like i can i, a, I if it makes sense from an actual like wrestling show perspective yeah. i i get it yeah um it's such a weak card that that is what you want to go home with
1: uh yeah i mean to to me like i i don't know i i feel like if you're actually going to do the right thing and 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 give bianca the victory i think i think she deserves it again um but um it's really weird to me now that you're not going to main event the show with either of them to put both women's title matches on the same night. I'm
3: telling you, they're unifying them. They're going to unify them either on night two or on Raw the next night.
1: You shut your mouth, Joel Pearl. You stop it with your stupid ideas that then become reality. Stop it.
3: Joel manifests bad ideas into reality. I don't have anything to say about this. We got a lot of video packages, which is not surprising on a go-home show and trying to get people to tune in for the pay-per-view. So it does make sense to take advantage of that Fox audience. I will just say the revisionist history continues of like Stone Cold hasn't stunned anybody since Bret Hart. <laughs> it's like, no, he stunned Xavier Woods at WrestleMania a few years ago. So. He stunned a lot of people. He stunned, he's stunning Steve Austin. All right, people, come on. Um, so... That's the only thing uh, that I have to say about that. We have some more chats coming in. The Bad One GM Beard, saying, I'm sorry for everyone who watched SmackDown and not ROH tonight. It was a fantastic pay-per-view and SmackDown looked like hot garbage. Both of those things were true. I had the pay-per-view on one screen. I had SmackDown on the other screen. And believe it or not, I was able to keep up with both since SmackDown gave us a three matches. <laughs> Mark Loss for also saying, I respect the grind, Alex, but I 100% would have been taking Sean's money watching ROH and just making up a bunch of D.S. for his
1: But see, with me, with me, Mark, honor is real. And as an honorable oh. man, as an honorable man, I, ha- I had to do the right thing.
3: Um, That is beautiful and maddening, because that means and, you watched this. And foolhardy.
1: <laughs> foolhardy as hell. Yes. Like, just a yes, stupid thing that I have done.
4: Yeah.
3: Oh, so moving on. We got Sasha and Naomi versus Carmella and Zelina, and two other tag teams that just have their hands on each other at ringside with Daddy and Shayna and Rhea and Liv, which was weird. Uh, a little concerning here as Sasha and Naomi get the pin. I feel like it maybe not, would. It, it's a, a little less damning than. If this was just like going to be a match between the two of them rather than a fatal four way, like them going over, I don't think means they're not going to win the belts, Mm -hmm. but because that is traditional wrestling booking, that does make me a little bit nervous, but some fun spots in this match, you know, Carmella and Zelina haven't had a reign that has actually meant anything. Um, and in, in my opinion, just they, there hasn't been ta- it's not their fault. There hasn't been tag teams this entire time until yeah. now. So uh, some cool spots, though. Sasha had a really nasty, like stretch move in the corner. I think it was on Carmela, but it's really nasty. She's so great in the ring, such a ring general. Um, and Naomi looks great as always. She's incredibly athletic. They're a fun pairing. I just wish that there was something more meaningful going on in this picture but the match was fine it was one of the matches that happened there were only like three of those so I I think that's good what did you think of this match
1: it was it was just like everyone's in town so and everyone's got to be in the building for the hall of fame ceremony later so why not just have Shayna and Natalia hanging out in the ring across the ring from Rhea and Liv who are hanging out there like hey by the way everybody these four these eight women will be facing each other on sunday now these four women will get out of the ring and stand awkwardly at ringside for the next 2 to 3 minutes as we do a full length women's match on smackdown um uh as as far as i can tell um uh, zelina zelina vega has has not uh has not won a ma- a match uh, since um, since they became tag champs, um, th- like it's just it, going all the way back to before the Royal Rumble. Uh, they have oh not God, won. That's
3: true, isn't it?
1: They haven't oh. won. Um, but like, so they're they're on a serious losing streak as as tag champs. They didn't actually have a lot of matches since they became champs, but all of them except for like, like a couple of things like on 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 like house shows have they lost she even she even lost a singles match on main event Queen Zelina did so like um i i don't i, I wouldn't i don't want her winning the match here I, I i get why you don't but at the same point maybe you should probably put your tag titles on women who can win matches when when need be but the thing of it is is that as we've seen with hell the male tag champs on smackdown never get victories either Correct. uh and, and and both the mid card men's champs always just exist only to get pinned uh so so what, what why should it be different you know why should it be different for for the men for the women like it's the equal opportunity where well, we there's, book there's everybody been... who's not the absolute top champion just gets pinned all the time when they have a the
3: title belt there's also just been literally no division. Like there was no there were no tag teams. They released anybody who was in a tag team. Right. So to keep the belts just seemed kind of egregious. We have Brent Lachman giving us ten dollars for the Calic Sanity Fund. This is not as money grabbing as it sounds, but we're gonna need a lot more than ten dollars for that for that <laughs> yeah. sanity fund. I'm That's not saying true. it has to come from That's you. True. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. uh yeah got Matt Raekeel chiming in. He's always so great and supportive to us, saying that he's here until GCW starts at midnight team Kalex for life. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. We don't appreciate most of SmackDown. Uh, we got <laughs> a video package and uh, what Luis has dubbed a terrible Charlotte promo, which I couldn't agree more with. Uh, to, to take this feud home, for those of you who didn't see... Becky Lynch uh, was interviewed, I think it was by Ariel Hawani, being asked about, does it bother you that, you know, it seems like Charlotte and Rhonda, before we found this out with KO, were going to go on last, or that they were going to be going on earlier than the two of them. And she just was, she has this incredible way of walking in line of kayfabe in general, and... Speaking her truth, but remaining incredibly professional about it, when all the Ric Flair stuff happened and he was like going after her kind of for no reason, she just has this incredible way of handling herself, but she did not hold back. She said, if you look at the story, everything that they've done is better. She pointed out that Bianca and Becky have both won WrestleMania main events where Charlotte and Ronda have both lost WrestleMania main events and that that makes it a less compelling story for the main event spot itself just some really, really great and honest and uh, uh, pretty sobering because Becky is generally very good at, um, not that her emotions weren't in check here, but there were, there was a little bit more teeth in this and I feel like they should have, they should, they should have been out. Um, but anyway, we got this very kind of token package. We have like a little weird Ronda Rousey promo where she's sparring, which I think it was cool to see her sparring. Like that was neat. Uh, she just feels so uncomfortable on the mic um i don't know if you know this but she has a baby Mm. so i don't know if they mentioned that before also drew sword is named angela shocker uh (laughs) but she said she's gonna rip charlotte's arm off which that was kind of fun i guess then a mediocre video package and then a terrible promo from charlotte in my opinion I don't know what her talking about what's cool had to do with anything. Everything from here felt off base from the story that they've been trying to tell. And that story is not something I was even really bought in on. She didn't really do what she was doing and leaning into the one trick pony stuff. Like this just felt like it was kind of from left field. I think maybe they know that the story is stale and not very good. So she was trying to judge it up. But this did not work for me pretty much across the board. What were your thoughts in and out of this video package with these two kind of promos sandwiching it?
1: Um, uh, her little her little interview uh, seemed to be more natural. Like Rhonda isn't a very natural person, like as a person. So the character, like like being wooden, like well, that's kind of what Rhonda is. So it's like it's just yourself, you know, turned up to eleven. And that that just means that sh- she's extra wooden. But um, uh, one thing that I that I that I did like was the little you know view of her training with Shayna Baszler. Um, but the other thing I don't know if you saw this that, that was on uh, social media was it was actually a, a video of them really training and doing like stuff in the ring. Um, yes, and more uh, of that. It, that was it so was, cool. <laughs> it was Shayna Baszler being like, okay, so. Uh, when she comes and does the figure four, here's how you reverse that, um, and and easily pick the ankle up into the ankle lock. That was a really cool thing too. And then there was another one like, okay, so when she when she bridges, that's when that's when the the, the figure four becomes something you can't get out of. That that's when you got to tap. So you don't let her bridge. And here's how you do that. You you pick this off ankle. There's one ankle that's trapped in in your legs. There's another one. You pull on that, she can't bridge, she can't hit the figure eight. And I was like, that's awesome. Approaching fake fights, like real fights, here's my opponent's big-time finishing or signature maneuver. Here's a way to counter that. Like, figuring out all that. If they do X, then you do Y. I love that shit. And because it's WWE, I fully expect Ronda Rousey to forget all of that shit and get put in the figure eight (laughs) at least twice twice during the match on Saturday, because none of this shit matters. And, and like, it, once you have decided, I know how to counter this move. Your opponent should never be able to do that move to you anymore. But of course you can't book the match that way. So it's kind of a, a, a weird um, this weird thing where you can't really uh, make it work. It's a, it's a catch 22. Um, I, I, I really do not care who wins this match. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't really care for either of the characters. Um, it's not been a very well-built feud, in my opinion. Um, I, I just, I just, just let's get this over with and, and, and move on to the next thing where we can maybe get somebody with some fresh blood in the title picture, though I'm too smart to think that's actually going to happen.
3: Of course not. Of course not. It's weird because I don't feel like Rhonda... Like this just hasn't done anything to make me feel like she should be a women's champion. But I also feel like Charlotte desperately needs to drop. So I'm not like feeling it very much. But you know who's not gonna be a champion by the end of the week? Me. I'm sorry to say this, but it's it's Sean Ross Sapp. He thinks yeah. he's going into GCW and he thinks that um, you know, he's got all these big plans for the clusterfuck. He's gonna eliminate everyone in this battle royal, but like I just think his championship
0: hopes are I'm on the road right now, but I'm not missing any of my favorite shows that are region-blocked or out of my area, so to speak, because I've got NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Now, you can also use that code Fightful. Avoid price discrimination on flights, avoid missing your shows because they're region-blocked, and get 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. NordVPN.com slash Fightful has made things so much easier for me as I get back into traveling and start to remember that certain things aren't available to watch when I travel or even when I'm home because they're region blocked. I'm able to find pay-per-views that are much cheaper thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It's an investment in yourself and how can you pass up that deal 70% off plus one additional month free nordvpn.com slash fightful or use that code fightful
3: so sean's like aspirations for for wrestling gold are going to be nowhere to be found and you can be nowhere to be found too with nordvpn they've made a really big investment in fightful so please 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 go over there use the code if you are looking for a vpn If not, even just tweeting at them would make us so happy and tell them that you found out about them through us. They've been really cool to us, so we always try to give it right back. And other things that are super affordable, Fightful Select, baby! We love Fightful Select for $5 a month for the most breaking news in pro wrestling. There's going to be plenty of that coming out of WrestleMania weekend. There's already so much going on. Sean broke a really great story about a meeting where it sounds like WWE... Superstars are getting <laughs> not the right to call themselves wrestlers back, but are getting third party income coming back, which is really wonderful to hear. That seemed like such an egregious misstep. They're trying to undo it. Good stuff. Go read the details about that story in there. More stuff coming out. All Mania Weekends. <sighs> anyway, back to SmackDown. I just wanted to break up the this was boring so that we could. Talk about NordVPN, and now we can talk about how boring the rest of SmackDown was. <laughs> it's just not good. Yep. Oh, man.
1: Um, so, uh, Boogs comes out to Nakamura, because they're going to have a match with, uh, well, Boogs is going to have a match with Jimmy Uso, because you got, you got to do it. We we haven't seen these guys face each other enough before pay-per-view.
3: Well, before we get to that, we got a Reigns and Lesnar package.
1: And, do you care?
3: Well, I just want, I feel like we should call out that the go home to WrestleMania, neither Reigns nor Lesnar nor Paul Heyman appeared on the show.
1: Why would, why would you do that? Like, we're going to talk about how lazy this is. This whole company is being so lazy when we, when we get to the main event segment of the go home show for the most stupendous two night WrestleMania in history. Um, They did. It's a. It's a. It's a. If you haven't been watching, literally any TV, since I don't know, the Royal Rumble, or even before that, here's a video package featuring Brock Lesnar and chasing Roman Reigns all over the place. Like edited together, it 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 makes it seem almost you know, exciting, but for you forget this happened over the course of two months, not five minutes. And it's not nearly as exciting. They actually took things out of order in this video package where, where the the time where he like chased Roman out of the ring by destroying all the security guards. Then you see Roman and the Usos run into the back and then it cuts to them getting in a car and him forklifting the car. And it makes it look like they ran from the ring to get into a car and he chased them with a forklift where those things happened in different episodes in the opposite opposite order, because nothing is real. It's all just, there was just friggin' it's gaslighting you the whole time. And there's a Metallica song accompanying it, which is a fun little deal. But honestly, like, we know all of this stuff. Nothing new is added. Like, it's just... Right.
3: Shit. I just feel like it's so weird how much they shoved it down our throats, and then on the go-home, neither of the, Like, not even Paul Heyman. Like, I would have thought at least Heyman there, but... Video package is fine. I've said multiple times, I feel like their production is almost good to a fault where it makes you yeah. not feel like you have to tune in for weekly television. Well, don't. You can just you catch honestly the monthly don't. pay-per-views you, and get caught up on the stories with the video packages. If you like, hadn't
1: watched SmackDowns for the last, I don't know, uh, literal eight weeks and just watched this five-minute video package,
3: you'd be all caught up. That's it. Like, it's... it's maddening how good the production can be <laughs> like it just makes you feel like this is a i can't imagine like that fox would be very happy hearing that but like it yeah. feels like weekly tv is not uh like it's not really necessary but as you work, you were talking about how this Usos versus Boogs turned six man right. nonsense was so, going on. So I Pat mean...
1: Mac Pat McAfee gets up on on the on the on the announce table to to dance to Rick Boogs playing Nakamura's theme as as he is wont to do. And uh and <laughs> Austin Theory runs out and picks his leg out from under him, so he lands flat on his back on the announce table. And Pat McAfee ch- like chases him to the backstage area where Austin Theory runs into Vince McMahon's office. And Pat McAfee this time decides to kick the door down. And there's Vince McMahon who says, What the hell? You want me to fire you? You want me to cancel the WrestleMania match? And the whole time, like Austin Theory is like perched there. Like Iago on Jafar's shoulder. <laughs> and, and and to me, it's like, um, yeah, because because with all we know about Vince McMahon, a character trait he is liable to prize and really value is a dude who who punks somebody out, hits a cheap shot, sucker punch, and then runs away like a child to hide behind daddy's trouser leg. Like that's what Austin Theory does and we're supposed to believe that Vince is on Austin Theory's side? Like wouldn't he say what get the hell out of get the hell out of my office you coward if you can't fight him you don't deserve to have the wrestle ma- the match with him on 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 Sunday. Like the idea that he would choose Austin Theory who's being an absolute little bitch about it <laughs> over Pat McAfee who we had really good rapport with in that shoot interview a month ago is beyond ridiculous.
3: I mean, there are a few other things that I'll add. Austin Theory, like I don't need Eddie Haskell from Leave It to Beaver in my wrestling. Like it just doesn't. There's nothing interesting about right. it when when it's a combat sport and you're doing like it, it's very similar to Grayson Waller on NXT for me, where I'm like it's not go home heat, but it's not heel heat. It's just barely heat it's austin, just like you're wasting austin, my time
1: austin theory's entire character during this pat mcafee feud has just been
3: nah, nah, nah,
4: nah, nah. yeah that,
1: that's his entire character and that's how you want to build to a missile Mania match yeah, and even. on
3: top of that i just like how does pat mcafee not see this coming anymore <laughs> Like, like he's at an announce I mean, table. He doesn't he, sneak up behind him. It's at an yeah. announce table.
1: He, he makes a good point when arguing with Michael Cole. Like Michael Cole's like, you know, you can't do that, Pat. That's you're playing. You're playing right into his hands. And like, so what am I supposed to do? Yeah, Michael? like, just get my my like, ass What? Wh- like, what am I just supposed to like let him punk me out like a bitch and then not do anything about it? I mean, like, what, what kind of a man am I then? Like, I, I get his line of reasoning as well. But honestly, the whole situation is stupid. Like, that's how you have to build to a match. You couldn't have a way of, like, I don't know, organically building to it through a confrontation that happens between these two guys. As opposed to, how would you like to have a WrestleMania match? Oh, it'd be a dream boss. All right, I'd right, find somebody to have a WrestleMania match with. And, it's, and Austin Theory is the guy. Like, that's that's lazy as hell.
3: That's been the whole build to the whole cart. There's been so many builds that have just, and I know Sean has talked about this at length on Mondays too, because it's even more rampant on Raw, but so much of the builds here have been, how do I get a match at WrestleMania and not stories that are built properly enough to feel important enough to be on WrestleMania? Probably because both your main card titles are not on WrestleMania. Like the things that people fight for are not on WrestleMania. So um yeah it's it's just the whole situation is ridiculous Michael Cole does seem like a good friend I'll say that much he was looking out for Pat McAfee he was like hey you're gonna get the best of him Sunday don't give in right now good friend in that Michael Cole uh and then yeah Boogs and Nakamura the Usos you've seen it a million times I guess the Usos like just have to fight everybody into the ground like they did it with the new day they're doing it with Nakamura and Boogs I'm very nervous that they're gonna go over um there's nothing impressive to me about Boogs other than his size at this point I've never felt like him and Nakamura were an organic pairing at all there's so many other people I would love to see Shinsuke feud with but the fact that he is not being utilized as a single star when the roster is this thin Is kind of ridiculous to me. Boogs and Elias, I could have actually seen if you didn't like kill him with the Jackson Riker stuff and then shelf him. It's so odd, like that. I actually feel like could have worked because you have both of these huge guys that both have played guitar and gimmick, and Elias can actually work a little bit. So like, I feel like it would be so much easier. But I just have no interest in this going into WrestleMania, probably because we've seen it 945 times, but. Also, like, there's not even really a story here. Like, this is just a thing that came about. Like, there, there is no reason for this match. So, do you have any any thoughts to add to this?
1: No, I mean, mid. <laughs> it was they, they do this. Uh, look, oh, the the power of Rick Boogs. Yeah, we get it. He's very strong. He probably lifts weights,
3: but he only does gorilla presses too. Like, there's not even. We haven't seen like any insane powerbomb spots that I can think no, of no, or no, anything no, like no, that. No, no,
1: it's just it's just the one where like he he
3: The military press. He he, yeah. b- he
1: picks he he like stands up while carrying Jimmy Uso. Ooh. Like I don't know. Like I'm, none, none of this does anything for me. Um so uh I'm I'm wh- whatever. Like I just this is the most whatever thing you could possibly do with the Usos who are like the second best tag team of their generation and one of the 10 best of all time. In my opinion, like I, so, so that's the idea is just like, uh, well, let's, let's have Nakamura who is uh, a fading single star booked into oblivion by your terrible creative department, and his clown who plays a guitar. Face the Usos at WrestleMania. Like you're just you're idiots. You're just friggin' idiots. You couldn't figure out a way to 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 book any of the really great tag teams you have on your roster or the ones, you know, that you fired because they were you were incompetent. You couldn't figure out a way to, to like. There's, there was there's an alternate universe out there where at some time around January they called up the Grizzled Young Veterans and they went on a crazy win streak. And Grizzled Young Vets versus the Usos gets 18 minutes at WrestleMania, and the Grizzled Young Vets go over in a fantastic classic. And you build a new tag team for the future. That's never going to happen, though. So, well, even, so like it's just... they
3: have this weird propensity to make the focal point of something the worst thing. I think they feel like it's supporting it, but like Ugh. Shinsuke and the Usos are great. Boogs is not. All of the focus has been on Boogs. Right. Madcap and Baron Corbin and Drew, all of the focus has been on Madcap, where like yeah. Corbin and Drew are the ones that can actually work and stuff like that. So I just find it odd. And I think they they think that's going to help. Omas and AJ, another great example. Like they think that, they're gonna help these guys get over, but instead, what it does is just drag down the rest of the program. In my opinion, yeah. like I have not felt good about it before we hit the main event or the go home segment to this well, go we're, home we're, show. We
1: we haven't talked about the fact that this one on one Boogs versus Jimmy Uso match had to had to end because um, because Austin Theory was was trying to get Pat McAfee's goat and threw water yes. at him Sorry. From, a, from a plant in the audience. And then Finn Balor ran down to attack Austin Theory, I guess as revenge for being pinned by him two weeks ago on Raw, because they hadn't interacted since then. So because they were fighting in the ring, neither of them touched Boogs or Jimmy Uso. But because they were fighting in the ring, disqualification, the okay. match has been thrown out. And they go to commercial, come back, and it's a six-man tag. Of the Usos and Austin Theory versus Boogs, Nakamura, and Finn Balor. And it's six-man tag that nobody friggin' cares about. And somehow, they do the dumbest thing possible and have Austin Theory pin Finn Balor, Finn Balor. again! Who's... De- like, uh, Finn Balor doesn't even get to defend his U.S. title at WrestleMania. Like, at least if you want to call WrestleMania SmackDown an extension it's the pre 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 show of wrestlemania then at least ricochet got to defend his title at at wrestlemania finn Balor doesn't even get to do that and yet and and on the pre 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 show in a in a six-man tag he gets to get pinned clean by austin theory who i mean i guess probably is gonna beat pat mcafee at wrestlemania but like, that would not be my choice of the booking, considering how Austin Theory has behaved like he didn't—he needs comeuppance. And, it, you know, like that's it's all of this is just so terribly booked and built. And why why even have guys as talented as Ricochet and especially Finn Balor be your mid card champions if you're going to book them like
3: this? That doesn't
1: make any well, sense to me.
3: My hope was that when I saw that ending, I was like, well, maybe Finn is going to get on the Mania card. Like, maybe this is their last-ditch effort, because he still, despite their best efforts, like, he still gets a huge pop when he comes out. Like, we heard that tonight, and in general, I found it comical. I was, because they're not getting great reactions from live crowds. It's been a little bit better. But when you have pops like you did tonight, because that building was stacked to the gills because it is Mania Weekend, That fake crowd noise that they piped in for Charlotte and Rhonda is, like, so much worse. So much worse because it just sticks out even more. We're going to clean up some of these Super Chats and Humper Chats. You can get those in at HumperChats.com. They function exactly like Super Chats, but we get to keep a little bit more of the pie here at Fightful. So it helps people like me stay employed. It's going to help pay for Alex's therapy after this weekend because it's just downhill from here. But we have more before... We dive into the main event of SmackDown. We have Mark Lasper saying, why do they constantly put the teams that are about to be in a pay-per-view match in 7,000 matches before a pay-per-view? How could anyone possibly inter- be interested in Mania? It's ridiculous. I would say, I mean, they just do that all the time now. Like that's not even just like on the build to Mania. You're right. Like it's, it's egregious to me that like tag team wrestling, which should be its own attraction And is in a lot of other companies, especially their biggest competitor, who has the best tag division in the world, and it's not even close. Um, You have more opportunities to keep guys from touching when you have four guys, not less. You have better ways to build up feuds. Everything should be doubly as cool when you have more guys involved, in my opinion. So um, it, it just makes no sense at all. You are correct. I get paid to watch WrestleMania to answer your second question, which is the only reason I am. Uh, hey, what's that over there is saying, shout out to Cody for going back to this dumpster fire. Look, we're not gonna get too into that, but like, you know, I there are people who think that they can change things from the inside. I don't think that's ever been less true than right now, watching from the outside. So, he either really thinks he's gonna make a difference or he's so emotionally divorced from wrestling, he just wants to go make his money. I'm not here to try and determine what's best for other people. I'm just here to say, I feel like this WrestleMania build has been the worst that I've seen since I started watching and that there's a lot of really fun things happening at AEW, including what happened with ROH tonight. So I don't get it either, but I'm not here to judge anybody else for the position that they've chosen to put themselves in. We got the bad one, Jam Beard, saying, Vince only sees two belts and the rest are belt buckles. Buddy, he only sees one belt now. He's trying to unify the two belts. That's true. Oh, man. Mark Lossifer saying Charlotte misread the brief. She thought you were supposed to talk people out of the buildings. If you looked at it that way, she was immensely successful promo. You know, she today with the piped in crowd noise looked so much more mechanical than when they don't have the crowd noise. And I think yeah. that was part of this because you, you've got to hit your, your beats if they're going to have those reactions at, at certain points. Um, I think that hurt her, plus the content of it was bad. But again, and we'll talk about this with the closing segment, I think people were trying to throw last-ditch efforts out there today. Charlotte went in a completely different direction, which I don't blame her for. I just don't like the direction she went in. Yeah, It didn't have anything to do with the story, but the story sucks, and she probably saw that and wanted to get away from it. Um Taylor Cannon saying, I thought it was really strange not seeing Brock or Roman tonight. Yeah, me too. Um, I also thought maybe that it very well could be like, I guess they're not testing for COVID though. So I was gonna say it could be like a COVID protocol thing where they don't want to expose people 48 hours to the event. Um, but they're, I guess, exposing everybody else. So that is even my far-fetched excuse makes no sense for that. Going back to the Michael Cole, uh, and the theory whole situation with Pat McAfee, Mark Osborne saying legitimately McAfee should call HR. I, I get that, but I will also say like, if there's an HR department in your world, none of wrestling makes sense. Cause yeah. everybody's just beating the hell out of their coworkers. But I do understand what you're saying. He is not in a combat situation. He is on commentary, so he probably should, Yeah. um, yeah. Uh, the we got mark was saying dueling cats of boogs and uset mania please eh.
1: <laughs> so so nobody understands what anybody is saying just the just the basically the vowel sound
3: just Ooh. Noise. Ooh. if they can get any reactions for what that is yeah like they'll be happy i think yeah. uh, hey what's that over there one of the best handles in the world saying watching the Shinsuke makes it hard to believe that him, Naito and Tanahashi are from the same generation. This is difficult. Um, he carried new Japan on its back for a really long time, a really, really long time. And now he's passed the torch to people like them who, who have been doing that in, in new Japan. I think his legacy there was wound up. It just sucks to see that this is what it's become in America. We've got Mark Las for "Back down, putting Happy Corbin against one of the greatest tag matches you will ever going to see. Mania is going to be an absolute dub. Let's get into this, Alex. Um, they closed with, like, this is what they think the heat is of, <laughs> of McIntyre and Corbin. They think Baron Corbin coming to the ring with Angela, the sword mm-hmm. for Happy Talk. Is, is just, like, the most personal thing that could happen. He did say he was going to decapitate someone with it, which is what you've been asking out of Drew for months now. So at least he did do that for mm-hmm. you. Um, he also said that he was going to rename the sword Euphoria.
1: Because it's something happy.
3: Because it's something happy.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, and he made a joke about... Uh, Basically, what was it? It was about, about his about dead Drew, mom. Bro,
1: bro, bro, Drew's dead mom. Yeah.
3: And his WrestleMania moments, both being passed or late or something. No,
1: no, no. Because uh, uh, what what it was sword and his mom have in common? He lost them both.
3: He lost them both. So,
2: <laughs> this is it.
3: This is this is the go home to the go home to WrestleMania. Um, I get what Corbin was trying to do. I get that he was trying to say something about someone's dead mother to get a reaction to close the show with. I truly understand that this is the weakest of the extremely weak programming going (laughs) into mania. Like this is one of the matches I'm, I'm looking forward to the absolute least because the build has been so bad and because it's brought drew down to such a stupid level. um, I can't believe they closed the show with this and they didn't close it with either the women or with Brock and Roman. I feel like that makes no sense. I don't understand why this was in that slot. It was what it was. It's weird that Drew didn't come out. Like he wasn't, he's pissed off about all these dad jokes that he has to come out week after week and fight someone about it. But when they make a joke about his late mother, he's like, eh. Like this this just wasn't good. It just wasn't good. Uh, what what are your thoughts on this wonderful segment? Because you know, uh,
1: well earlier he he, Happy Corbin faked out Madcap Moss. Like he, he put the sword up near his face uh, from behind, and Madcap was like, oh oh, turn around slowly, and it was it was it was Happy Corbin's like, oh, you got me, April Fool's, ha ha.
0: Um, this whole friggin' show was an April Fool's joke on every.
1: everybody um and and then uh he's out there with a sword and madcap and then drew comes out and drew comes down and he, he <laughs> madcap gets out of the ring and and tries to like stop drew and drew does one of these <clears throat> and madcap <laughs> just falls down dead um which is great to build a guy up who uh who won the honor the joint memorial battle royal um uh that's great and then he gets in the ring and he runs at, um, at, Cor- at Corbin with a chair. And so he knocks the, the sword down or whatever. So throws the chair at Corbin's shoulder or something. So Corbin drops the sword uh, and Drew swings it and is going to kill him. But Corbin gets out of the ring. So then Corbin cuts uh, the table. In, no, no, sorry. Drew cuts the table in half. But the first, the first swipe doesn't cut the table in half. So he has to do it again. Uh, which I sh- I assure you was not the intention. No. The intention was to do it with one. Those, because that is a purely decorative sword. You can buy it at, like, there was a store in the mall where I grew up that sold, like, de- like decorative big swords you could, like, mount on your wall. They also sold a, a suit of armor. Like, it was just all decorative stuff, like, for people who were into that kind of crap. And those things... Aren't put together in a way that you can swing them and hit things and they don't break. So, like, this is supposed to be his family sword from a thousand years ago that is now his, that he is named after his dead mother. And if he swings it, smash, and it, and the whole thing, bing, and the blade flies off into the audience. Number one, you got a lawsuit on your hands. Number two, you've completely ruined all of the mystique built around this dude and his dumbass sword he named after his dead mother. And not only that, but then he tries to do this thing. We're supposed to stab the sword into the ring, but he misses the little hole he's supposed to stab the first time. So the ba- the bar, the sorry, the blade actually bends. And, and,
3: notice and then he
1: tries it again, and he gets it in there. Like you so imagine the blade snapping. After all this thing, I have to get my sword back because my the spirit of my snaps. the spirit of my dead mother resides within it. And then the blade snaps because he misses the little hole he's supposed to stab. This is all so fucking stupid. Like, like nobody cares. Nobody cares. Get Drew out of this thing if you ever want to rehabilitate him enough to actually make him believable opponent for either Brock or Roman, whoever wins this winner-take-all match on Sunday.
3: And uh, it's just... And honestly, for Corbin, too, they pushed him really hard before... All of this nonsense. He's never been my favorite, but like they pushed him a lot, and I didn't love Sad Corbin, but a lot of people did. Um I did appreciate him saying that he won the Battle Royal because I don't think commentary mentioned it. He mentioned they, it the They
1: mentioned it during the during the battle the Royal. Royal yeah, okay. but not, not after that.
3: And then um, he mentioned that he retired Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. So he did at least like try to build up some credibility for himself closing the show. But like I just opening it with Mad Cat Moss beating Finn Balor as the final two and the battle royal and then closing with this. I was like, this is like the perfect encapsulation of what the past year of. WWE main roster programming has looked like this is like just not great. We got Mark Losper saying maybe an incredibly obvious thing to say, but joking about someone's dead mother in this way is one of the most classless things WWE has done today. Um it's a steep pool for that one, but I I kind of go back and forth with that because like there were remember when Punk was walking around with the urn and he dropped the urn and how angry people got like yeah. this doesn't feel like that but it's supposed to is that they missed the mark with the whole thing that i think makes this so bad but like yeah. the whole thing about the late mother was that her spirit was in the sword or whatever like this is a little more old school i feel like the way people were <laughs> like he like that was i think more common probably 20 years ago um but yeah, I, I I go back and forth with that because I just would assume that they would probably have somebody's consent on whether or not that was okay. But um, I and I just I think a lot of the people going into this weekend understand how desperate they are to try and make something work. I really think this was this and Charlotte were two things that missed for me. But I think they were both of them just trying to throw up Hail Marys to make something connect, something, care. I think he was really just trying to piss somebody off with this. So I don't love it, um, but it's something that they've done in wrestling before, so I can't harp on them now. And I understand why they're reeking of desperation to make you angry because there's just been nothing with emotional investment on this card whatsoever. So, oh boy, this was not good. This was weak. This was limp. This was the key like, you to know, that joke. WWE are classless, literally all the time. Fair, yeah, fair. But this whole episode was just kind of flaccid, Alex. And yeah. uh, if only, okay, true. If only there was something that they could use to help.
0: Is your penis soft? Is it difficult to get hard? Do you have issues with sexual performance? Do you have issues with sexual confidence? BlueChew.com, code FIGHTFUL, gives you your first shipment of Chew for free. It will help you get a harder, stronger erection. It will make you more confident in your sexual performance. You take an online questionnaire. You work with an online physician. You don't wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't wait in line at the doctor's office. It's prepared and shipped direct in a discreet package. That way, nobody knows that you are getting Blue Chew in order to make your penis erect. Blue Chew and the code Fightful get you your first shipment free if you want an erect penis. I'm gonna end the ad now.
3: The erect penis, of course, the move that sean will be using yes. to throw out several people in the gcw yeah. clusterfuck so <laughs> we're gonna switch over to good old rampage and we'll come back there's a couple more super chats and humper chats that we need to clean up about smackdown we'll come back to those but we're gonna throw over to rampage for now oh man we've got some overall thoughts coming in from Ali Dancing. I love ROH, I love AEW, I love pro wrestling. That seems to be the energy that we're getting a lot of tonight. I will take it. Uh, Shazam saying, is it me or is it just me or was that a five out of five rampage? Holy cow. It was a strong episode tonight, I felt like. Yeah. Before we dive into the episode itself, we are going to talk about some of this ROH and AEW madness. Ian Hunter saying, Joe Gresham, Memoriality versus Blackpool. And you to please, oh my goodness. Mm. I'm in on that. I'm in on that. There's so many fun combinations that they can do. And Joe feels like such an important part of that ROH puzzle to come over. Like, we could get Punk and Joe again. Like, my little Mark heart is just beating so fast. Tom LaFalle saying, so more mates. He's one of the rampage again. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I'm sorry. So more mate. He's one of some more mate.
4: Oh, uh, 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 uh,
1: let me see if I can find it. So he's in one. You know, Luis is translating it for it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Welcome back to Mike Vavani in the meantime saying, I'm going to my first AEW show in Britsburg. I can't wait. ROH was crazy. The live AEW experience is so much fun. Um, you're going to have a blast. Get there early. If you want to buy merch, prepare to wait in line for 64 hours. Uh, but it, it's so much fun. Dark beforehand is a blast. The energy in there feels very familial. It's really, really fun. Peyton Carter saying, ROH put on an amazing show tonight. Uh, sorry, our Super Chats are dropping around. And so I didn't watch any of the other shows, but I never miss a night with Kalex. Thank you for joining us. Go out of your way to see Briscoe's FTR match of the year candidate. Also, oh, my God, Joe is back. That tag match, people are saying, like, just feels like pro wrestling. Like, it just felt like it was built so perfectly. There was a ton of respect shown at the end. There's a great picture that Sean posted of both teams hugging each other. You know, there's been some problematic stuff about the Briscoes that emerged that will keep them from being on TV in all likelihood. So, um, not to spoil anything for anybody, but, like, that, I think, probably played into this match a lot. It just feels like both teams really wanted it and built a hell of a story. And some things don't need like huge belt builds or whatever. It's just mine. like two really great tag teams doing what they love to do. So <laughs> Jarlaxle saying, I just realized we could get Joe and Punk and my brain melted mine too. And my heart and my body. I'm so excited. Ollie saying, <laughs> Gresham said in his post media scrum that he's been defending the title to one day wrestle Punk and Brian. And will blow my mind when that happens. I assumed that that's where that was going to head based on some of the stuff we saw post-TV at Final Battle for um, Ring of Honor. But also Danielson and Gresham is a dream match. And Danielson said that he wanted to fight Gresham when he was still under contract in WWE. So that goes back to last year's WrestleMania. He's been wanting that match. Very, very exciting that we are going to get that. Um, I'm, I'm pumped for it. I can't wait. Uh, Shaky 29 saying, gonna go out on a limb and guess there was nothing as fifth of a good as the FTR and Briscoes on either show. No offense to Rampage and every offense to SmackDown. Uh, I, nothing, I felt like Rampage was very strong tonight. I didn't have the big fight feel probably that that match had, but, uh, I, I felt like it was a very strong episode. So let's get into it and we'll come back to some super chats in a little bit. Kicking off the show with the young bucks versus top flight FTR and bucks on dynamite for the ROH and AAA titles coming down the pike. Very excited for that. I mean, to nobody's surprise, I thought this match ruled. <laughs> so it's really, really fun. I think top flight debuted against the bucks. If I recall, yep. um, and just really fun brothers versus brothers. How fun is that? I think for me, There's been such a focus on Dante that his brother kind of got lost in the shuffle there for a while while he was injured. This was a little bit of a coming out party for him. I think that the Young Bucks are, FDR is my favorite tag team right now, but it's purely stylistic comparison to the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are so incredible at getting young talent over and doing things that make so much sense. And I'm always startled by how Matt and Nick's, um, strengths and weaknesses complement each other. Like I feel like Nick is so good with like fundamental execution of moves, and Matt is so good at storytelling, and one of the best at selling in the game. What did you think of this match?
1: Um That was that was really great. Uh You're right, Darius got to do a lot of stuff. When, once they they eliminated Dante by like shoving him off the top rope into the barricade, which is a hell of a bump. Uh, and then Darius had to fight by himself and was doing a pretty good job of it until just couldn't, couldn't fight both young bucks by himself. Uh, ended up with the, uh, the uh, elite, whatever the BTE trigger to lose. Um, but I thought this was a really great hot opener. Uh, it was one kind of funny because we had just seen tonight um, the young bucks come out during Supercard of Honor and, uh, and they reignited that stuff with uh uh, even more so with with FTR they attacked the briscoes and everything and so starting off the show with them on rampage <laughs> did make it feel like well how the hell did they change their clothes so fast like it was just a it was a it, yeah I, I like that a lot um, as
3: my dear partner Eddie Kingston says k is dead but we don't have to piss on its grave <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: true. <laughs> uh, but I I I I thought this was a lot of fun um, and a great a great opener for uh, you could tell like it was one of those things where the crowd was still hot after the dynamite tapings yes. so so this was there too and, and man the rampage cards just feel like it's like a bunch of like I don't know little Easter egg matches that like you you got it like but for the crowds like hey this is some cool stuff we've never seen this before type of stuff for the crowd and and they and they they still stay in it. Um, So I'm I'm very excited to see um, how how that continues, because I think they're finding better ways of keeping the crowd really into the stuff that's 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 being taped for dynamite, whereas before for a while it was like the crowds just weren't they they couldn't stay up for it. So I feel like they've been able to really pace the way that they they tape dynamite and then into rampage and that really helps a lot.
3: It is a long day to go to an AEW taping because you have Dark, you have Dynamite and Rampage. It's a lot. It's a lot. And when they stack Dynamite, it almost makes Rampage more difficult because you're so emotionally invested and you're like, oh, I just need like a downtime. So I agree with you. This this was good. They seem to have kind of unlocked their recipe a little bit. We've got some super chats coming in and some humper chats. Hey, that what's that over there saying, could the Bucks attacking them boys lead to a three-way on AEW or ROH pay-per-view? You know, this was interesting because everything that has been reported by Fightful and in general has indicated that them boys uh, are not going anywhere near television. But uh, some problematic stuff in the past has caused them to basically not be able to be on tv if you're a tv executive i completely understand it i've already spoken at length about how i feel about the double standard of that when you sign someone like Jay lethal that whether you want to sign them or not you have to be consistent um but what we found out about super card of honor tonight definitely seems like they're not out of the picture. This was kind of weird. What do you think about that possibility?
1: Okay, there there are two possibilities. One, it was like they built this they built this feud like crazy over over social media uh, and really got people heated for it. Like the 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 stuff I wasn't actually able to watch it live, but but I was watching clips of it and the crowd was crazy from the beginning of this match. Um so they were able to build something really special because they knew it was their one time to do it. Like, it felt kind of like a, uh, um, like, we don't know what our, what our future holds. We're, we're putting the, putting the titles on, you know, on FTR because they're going to be around and we can't be and, you know, whatever. It felt like it was like, if this is our swan song for now as part of this, let's go out with the craziest fucking match we could possibly do. So that might be the case. And also, it might be the case. That's, that somebody who's in a position of power sees the reaction to this match, which I've seen at least five people say it's the match of the decade.
4: Jeez.
1: Like, like, so um, maybe they see the reaction to this and they go, okay, wh- what kind of sensitivity training can we put them, <laughs> can, 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 seriously, can we put them through so we say we did our due diligence, they've proven that they're, good boys now and now we can sign them because look at the reaction they're getting from the fans which that kind of reaction always means what more money for us the people who employ them so that might this might be the catalyst to get them actually hired that i mean we'll see but like they did a whole thing where like you know hey there was a thing with Sammy Sammy Guevara made a rape joke about Sasha Banks and he got taken off TV. He went to sensitivity training. He came back. We're like, hey, we did everything we wanted to do because we see a real future in this kid. We want to make sure he did a he did a bad thing. We've punished him for it. Like you can all see that. We made that very public. And now we can move on. And since then, as far as I know, Sammy has has been a good boy. So if you give that opportunity to to the to the Briscoes, maybe they can do that. Because those comments were from a very long time ago, so we can like maybe we can say let's bring it forward to now, make them prove that they're that they're being good in some way, and then we can move on.
3: Yeah, and I don't want to get too mired into this, but I will say, Sammy made a really bad joke. Yep, these were just straight up comments, which oh. I think it is rough. But there have been people that have been saying things. Effie Horror. came out and said that he's changed and grown, and. Yeah. Like these were I think were from like a decade ago. So um, you know, it it is it is something that I think is is a much more evolving conversation than like a one and done deal, yeah. to your point. Not telling anyone how to feel about any of it, but I am saying that like there are people that are in his corner and saying that things have changed. If you think about how much gay rights have changed in the past decade in general and perception, um, it's yeah. it's pretty immense. So we will move on from that, but it is very interesting. That match, I'm going to give it my full attention because uh, it, from what I saw, was incredible. But I did have to split my time between doing my darn job and watching it. We <laughs> have Mark Lossmer chiming in saying that it's funny to consider how much he, FTR, and Briscoe's got for a feud built almost entirely on Twitter and one stare down. Meanwhile, WWE has five hours a week and is resorting to dumb mother jokes and whatever the hell Charlotte's doing. I think more TV time is worse (laughs) to be honest. I think part of why the WWE product is so bad is because they have so much TV time.
1: If you're not going to utilize it, then you shouldn't have it because it's only going to make things worse. So like, there's, there's, there's more TV time can be great if you're actually going to, put together really good stories that take a long time to tell. And a lot of interesting feuds that branch into, into different, like there's a lot of great stuff you can tell, but they're not doing it right. So don't, so yeah, it's bad.
3: Mark lost is saying someone said this on Twitter. It looks like TK is putting the ROH belts on people. He has contracted for safety purposes. I don't know about that. Um, I think the pure title going on wheeler, you to so much sense. Um, for everything that they're building in storyline. Um, I think FTR having the tag titles makes a world of sense. If you're trying to build up tag teams yeah. through, through our I don't think that um, Cyclops is better than Wolverine saying, how is Jay lethal? Not a problem but the Briscoes are. I've talked at length about that too, man. I yeah. feel like there is a double standard, whatever right. side of that standard you fall on fine, but it is, it is bothersome as, especially as a woman. Um, and I'm glad that people all my male friends are also bothered by that too, because it it really is.
1: If the if the Briscoes, if somebody said, Hey, the Briscoes said these things to to me and I was a witness or there are witnesses, um, if somebody like said that as opposed to them like putting it on Twitter. Like, maybe we'd be in a different position now, but the factor is like, well, I don't know. I wasn't in the room. I mean, we'll we'll conduct an investigation. but like, like if Jay Lethal been out there like admitting to whatever the hell he may or may not have done in public for everyone to see on the internet, maybe then he'd have more problems. It's a ridiculous double standard. I don't like any of it, but those are the that's the strict difference.
3: That is a very good point. Hey, what's that over there? Saying, we'd love to see Private Party and Top Flight have an edge in Christian versus Hardy's top team rivalry. Uh, well, Private Party got themselves into some shit today, too. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but uh, ring-wise, yeah, that, that seems like gangbusters to me. I think both of those teams are great. I think Top Flight is just so unbelievable for how young they are, especially, like, their are people that I think, if they're not going to be kicking around the main roster too much, like going down to ROH and having a ridiculous tag run down there would be so much fun. I, Um,
1: I would love to see them take the belts off of FTR. Like have that, have that be the feud.
3: Top flight
1: beat the FTR. um, And FTR can go back up to the main roster, to the main roster, to AEW (laughs) and actually, uh, and have a run up there with the belts, but like, but if you're going to have these established names with the titles, uh, the AEW names with the titles in ROH, I think the point of that should be figuring out a way to have a great feud to put those titles on some up and comers, to get them some time with the titles to figure out how this works. That means they get more mic time, more different storylines, and you actually see how they work in those situations Uh, As a trial run, as opposed with you know on AEW where we might not be able to do that.
3: Yeah, and I think that it's just has more weight than like dark does too. Like I think more people go out of their way to watch it. Yeah. Um. And TV experience is just different than YouTube experience. I'm sorry. It just like it just is. is. We had the bad one, Jim Beard saying I wouldn't say it was match of the decade, but that tag match is a contender for match of the year. I felt like a final ROH match for the Briscoes. That was a, I was hearing a lot of that vibe too, that that felt like their way to go out, which is fine. But the Young Bucks wrinkle definitely makes it a little bit more interesting as far as a possibility. But I, I can't wait to give that my full attention because people have just said such great things about it. Um, And for those of you who might not know, the Briscoes are like 13 time I think ROH champions they had offers in WWE and didn't sign cuz they loved ROH so much. Mm-hmm. They are to ROH like Eddie Kingston is to AEW where it feels like familial. Like the the fans are like just so viscerally in their corner. So um it's not just like oh they're letting a tag team go. It's like no 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 no. The tag division of ROH was the Briscoe. So that's why I think it's such a like a, a heartstrings pull for for a lot of ROH fans like myself. Um, we move on to this American Top Team segment. I just don't get into it. I hate it. Don't care. This. Don't
1: care. I'm, I'll move on. I don't. I don't care. Ugh, I think. I think, I think. I think. I think every every everything about it makes me cringe, and I hate that that uh, that both Ethan and Scorpio are involved in this crap. I'm done. I don't want any of it. Although the only thing I liked about it was after their terrible promo in the ring, they cut to uh, Sammy Guevara and, T- and Ty Conti with sledgehammers. Um, uh, uh, smashing the hell out of Dan Lambert's car, uh, and I just—I don't—I don't know why somebody needed to tell Sammy to yell out, "This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps." You see what happens, Dan? This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps, Dan. They didn't do it. Missed opportunity. Uh,
3: I am just confused as to why AEW is running shows from the NXT parking lot, but it's not great. Uh, <laughs> this holds no interest for me. I think this is a terrible way to introduce Paige Van Zandt. I feel like Sky doesn't feel like a champion with any of this. And the, the sophomoric humor that has been introduced here, feels very inauthentic to Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky both. Anyway, we'll move on because the next thing house of black versus dark order and Fuego, AKA the Fuego dies every Friday segment. House of Black is maybe the coolest thing in wrestling, right? Like, I don't know if there's anything cooler. There might be stuff I like better. Like, I think um, the Blackpool Combat Club is probably, like, my favorite of stables going right now. And CM Punk is always making me so happy. But, like, as far as cool factor, House of Black has to be it, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, 100%. They're very cool. Uh, They're very, very, very cool very cool. Uh and it it is it is funny to me cuz um there's uh, some 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 rumors around uh a certain act in WWE uh forming a faction and I just feel like it's going to be uh, a much more sanitized uh much less satanized version of the House of Black uh simply because of the person who's supposed to be leading that faction of his new fashion sense and lighting. <laughs> um i just feel like they're like hey this is cool somewhere else we're just gonna try and figure it out here i hope i'm wrong because they're never gonna pull it off okay but, but it was i cool somewhere love else these guys
3: with a guy that they released though yeah. like that's the thing is it's like you're copying somebody that you released why didn't you just keep that guy there yeah <laughs> but this match was great Stu grayson looked i thought phenomenal he's always looked great um but I felt like there were just a lot of really wonderful spots in this. The finish was so great in this match. I love um, when people just kick people out of the air. I said it before the Samoa Joe walk away spot is like my favorite thing in wrestling. So when people do fun stuff and their back is turned and they are doing something that would qualify under the flippy do banner, countering that with just like kicking them in the face is a lot of fun. Um, And just the, the triad that they are is so interesting because they all work very different, especially Brody King and the other two. <laughs> like, like he's just this entirely different force. But I feel like they gelled really quickly. That doesn't surprise me considering how well Malachi Black and Bud Mat know each other. But man, oh man, do they seem like a unified presence in the best way possible. I thought Stu was great. Poor Fuego. He's just going to die every week on Rampage until they decide to do something with him. But what did you think of this match? And I know you love like a great, like finish to a match and that when one doesn't stick, it ruins the whole match for you. So yeah. I imagine you loved this finish and I hope that made the match for you. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> I think Stu Grayson's really, really, really great. I think Ohno is great too, but I love Stu Grayson. I think he's one of those guys who's really, really underrated as a whole. Um, so like, if this feud continues, Dark Order versus House of Black, I need to see a one on one 11 minute match, Stu Grayson versus uh, Buddy Matthews and just have them just kick the shit out of each other. That's something I I would like to see. Um, but the the finish of like Fuego uh, stuck in there by himself against the three dudes, and then that the Uno and Stu pulling out the other two. To the and it's just him and Malachi, him him uh uh doing the the poison Rana, uh which was which was really cool looking, and then going for his tornado DDT and he got met in midair, with uh, what they used to call the black mass and the 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 sh- maybe because it's edited, um that's why we didn't get a, a second shot of it but we only got one angle, from the hard cam, so it was just just Fuego running at the camera and then bouncing back and getting stopped in midair, bending back over himself in a, in the, in a death corpsing. Um, and, and it was amazing. Um, and i wanted to see it from every conceivable angle they had in the building. And the fact that they didn't show it to us makes me think, Oh, did that not land as cleanly as I thought it did? Um, but I I really would love to see every single angle. Like, show me the slow mo replay of that from every angle you've got. Um, that was an amazing finish. I love that, but yeah, I'm, I'm I, I love and we got later we got a, a penta promo saying, Hey, don't worry, Death Tangle's still out there. We're gonna come back for you as soon as Ray Phoenix is healthy. Ray Phoenix, Pac, and Penta versus House of Black, like, j- just. Just, just give, give, give me all of the towels because I'm going to need to just dry myself. <laughs> After you hose me down, I'm going to need to dry myself off.
3: I have uh, wanted Pack and Malachi kicking the shit out of each other since the second Malachi joined. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. just give me a striking battle there. Yeah. Not surprisingly, we do have the most favorable chance of the evening by far. I think about this. Hey, what's that over there saying? Jay White should have the House of Black replace Bullet Club's House of Torture. Ooh, Mm -hmm. I like where your head's at. House of Torch is pretty cool, though. (laughs) There's just so many houses, it could be like a whole Harry Potter thing. I don't even, I'm not like in Harry Potter world, but I know there's like House of Black, Slytherin, whatever. So, Brett (laughs) jumping in saying House of Black makes me cry tears of very metal joy, you're talking to two metalheads here or at least I know you're at least partial metalhead, right? Yeah. I
1: I I was in my in my teen years. I have, I'm not really into much of anything anymore music wise. <laughs> I'm so old. Well, di- di- Disney Disney Channel show tunes is that that's a thing that I'm only allowed to listen to because that's what my daughter likes, you like any of my old music?
3: Oh, you would love the Killswitch Engage version of We Don't Talk About Bruno though. It's <laughs> so good. Gloss we for saying, coming soon from the heights of mountain infantis deep in the middle of the Isle of Relevancy, comes the staple of mid-cartitude. <laughs> How harsh on House of Torture to be honest, is Luis. Um, yeah. Uh, What's that over there saying? The AEW video game is going to be crazy. Yeah, when you consider now that all of the ROH stuff is going to be involved, like, yeah. I can have Eddie Kingston versus Kevin Owens, let's Go. I am very excited about that. I don't even play video games. I'm just excited that it could happen. I, this... I, I, I doubt
1: they'll they'll allow Kevin Owens to be in the game proper, but you could always create him.
3: Yeah, I mean you're gonna make you're gonna make a Kevin Steen, right? Yeah. Like, come yeah. on. The so bad one Jam Beard saying, Kate, hey, can we hear you rant about that stupid Isaiah Cassidy hard pass tweet? I now, <laughs> I now want to see Jade smack the crap out of him. Um Here's the thing. I'm very tired as a woman in wrestling of talking about women's issues, but I'll say this much. I will give a full rant because I don't want Sean to complain about pulling the audio. Um, but <laughs> it's it's tough, right? Because like you see MJF shit on fans all of the time. Um, but he's very careful in a in a few ways. It's never really about he'll call people turkey necked, whatever, right? But um He doesn't do that stuff when it's individual as much. I think he did on the indies, but I I do feel like the indies has slightly different rules. Like I feel like there are exceptions. Um, He usually goes after stuff that is cheap, but general, or he goes after character traits. He does not go after um, people's specific looks as much, unless they're coming at him on Twitter or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like this, Isaiah Kennedy dragged someone who was just a fan and yeah. someone who was being supportive. Um and I think he thought he was healing, but it was just done the wrong way. Um you never hear like MJF making fun of someone um LGBTQ or race or anything like that anymore. No, he, he but he he he, he
1: definitely he definitely heals people for their profile pictures. Uh like he MJF, yeah, that's true. MJF gets gets very personal about what people look like in their profile pictures when they come at him with That's, like, you yeah. suck, you're terrible, I hate you so much. Well, at least I don't have your face. Like, it's yes. stuff like that. Like, but he is definitely healing. But I feel like there's not a line specifically crossed there. It's just him being an irre- irredeemable douche.
3: And he is doing it 100% of the time. And like you said, it's people that are coming at him. The bigger issue to me here was that they tried to make a t shirt out of it like immediately. Yeah. Um, and that's messed up. That's really messed up to go yeah. and try and profit off of it. Yeah. Um, so I I just think I don't think he was that malintended, but I will say like that's just not acceptable. That's just yeah. not acceptable to do to someone who's just out there trying to be a supportive fan. I would love it if they did resolve it by having Jade beat the hell out of him. I think that would actually be really fun. So mm. Um we will flip back to AW Rampage here. Jamie Hater yeets Sky Blue. <laughs> Tom Valley saying, um, and we'll talk about the Chris Statlander segment right after this too, but more Jamie Hater matches on TV please. I agree with you Tom. Um this match was a lot of fun and Jamie was great, but Sky Blue stood out to me a lot in this too. That high collar suplex in the corner I thought was a really vicious looking spot and she sold the hell out of it. Yeah. She also just uh at one point Jamie Hitter spiked her over her knee. Um, and I thought just the way that Sky sold that, I thought was fantastic too. This was a really great match. It was a tournament match, so there wasn't like a ton of story going into it. But Jamie Hader won. She moves on to the next round. It was nice to see something that was longer than thirty seconds for the women on AEW Rampage. <laughs> what did you think of this?
1: Yeah, no, Jamie Hader. Um, they've they've talked about how Britt's gonna stay away from from TV until they go back to Pittsburgh in a couple of weeks. I thought that that's that's a good thing to like. That was smart to keep her away from that, so she doesn't have to immediately get into another storyline. Uh, Jamie Hader picking up victories in in Britt's absence could be part of part of that storyline as well. Um, uh, wh- while you were away, you know, pouting after you lost, I've been I've been kicking ass. There's a way to do that as well. Um, yeah, these are the qualifiers for the tournament, so I wonder if they're going to do that with all the women or just like a few women have to qualify. Um, but I'm 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 excited about that. Any time there's stakes involved. Like you can you can throw two random wrestlers in there and tell me, the winner of this match gets a cookie." And I'm like, "That's good. I like that. Steaks are always nice. So yeah, I, I, I yeah, don't know.
3: A, a steak that's made out of cookies that well, actually, that sounds great. A cookie what that's if, made out of steak sounds terrible.
1: What if the winner of this match gets a steak?
3: They should do that. We've seen a steak dinner musical number. Why not give us that the steaks is a steak? Uh,
1: uh, a, gi- uh, a gift certificate to Outback Steakhouse.
3: Oh, my God. You're not even like Ruth's Chris or somewhere? You're going no, no, to no. Outback?
1: Outback Steakhouse. Sure. Just middle, middle of the road. No, nothing, nothing too fancy. Just <laughs>
3: Three weeks from now, Kate goes on a rant about how the women got an Outback Steakhouse one and the men got Ruth's Chris. And she swears about it for 45 minutes. That's what will happen. Yes. Uh, We got some more love coming in from Joey Castro saying, a little late to the stream, but wanted to show the love. Well, thank you. Thank you, Alex, Kate, Linda, and Sheila for a great show and for watching SmackDown so I don't have to. We get an alarming amount of those, and I mean that like in a good way. Um, We appreciate you guys so much. Um, we got some more love coming in about ROH from shotkit 29 saying, last post on ROH. It doesn't have to be. We love ROH. We're excited. Seeing clips of Nigel made me happy and sad. Yeah, that's rough. I yeah. want I want him back. Uh, hopefully he finds a way to come home and become a manager or a commentator sooner than later. Danielson and Nigel um, had some of the best ROH matches that you can go yeah, back and, and look up. My goodness, just some some really great stuff. We have the new Chris Statlander video package in this part of the show as well. I'm excited. I love Alien Chris, um, but they just need women who are reliable and great and rooted in reality. So I I like that they're kind of revamping her in this way. What do you think?
1: Uh, no, I I really love Chris Statlander. Um, as I've I've been on the record just saying if there's anybody who's not currently on, who wait. Anybody who is currently on the roster who should beat uh, Jade Cargill, I think it's Chris Statlander. I'm um, really like her, and I, I like this. Like, hey, I'm different now. I've face painted my face differently, so therefore <laughs> I'm a new person. Uh, I don't know how much that works, but um, but I'm I'm excited to see a focus on her in a storytelling way.
3: Let's just keep the boop going. We have, hey, what's that over there saying, really hope the Owen is a 24-woman bracket. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Not to be so pessimistic, but I am a little pessimistic. We got a pentapromo. This is fun because I feel like it's very divisive. Either people Mm -hmm. will buy into this or they won't. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of somewhere in between. I think it's cheesy, but I like a little cheese of my wrestling from time to time. What did you think of this Penta promo with with Alex, Party City, Everhontes?
1: <laughs> I am in third grade, and I am dressed up as a vampire for Halloween. I that mean,
3: is... every Tuesday, we're dressed up usually, so I can't really like hate on that too That's much. True. But... <laughs> um, uh,
1: I, I love pe- Pentagon Dark was some of my favorite shit in, uh, in Lucha Underground, so I'm not going to talk anything bad about Penta Oscuro. Um, I'm, I'm as I said, I'm super excited for this death triangle versus House of Black match. Like, let's 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 do it a best of three and let's let's make that let, make that third match 40 minutes of just absolute insanity. I want it,
3: yeah. And that buy in match was so ridiculous that yeah. I I feel free to run that back anytime. Tom of Valley saying private party versus top flight whenever the match gets a stake carved by the butcher. Mm. Very well played. Very, very well played. Ah, so. Oh, I think I think there was a forgotten piece in here too because uh our wonderful moderator Louise, who's working two shows tonight, forgot to mention Hook and Danhausen and how important oh, yes. that yeah. segment is right. to us.
1: But <laughs> now Dan Beard says uh, uh, a face paint change worked for Sting. That's true. Uh, it, it it was a bigger face paint change than the one that Statlander has done. But I understand what you're saying.
3: And I'll also say, I think there. this is kind of the question with Abaddon too. Is Chris really an alien or does she think she's an alien? Is Abaddon really a zombie or does she think she's a zombie? Like, I yeah. think this kind of solves... No, she thought she was an alien, but I yeah. just hope that she boops people until the end of time. We have Joseph Snark chiming in saying that Malachi Black, in his opinion... Has the most accurate kicks in pro wrestling since former Wonder Stardom champion, I don't know, Arisa Hoshiki? I don't know my stardom, sorry. Uh, If you're a Malachi Black fan, look her up. Well, I will. Thank you. I'm always trying to look up more stuff. Uh, So let's go into our main event. Or should I say, it's time for the main event. (laughs) If you have more Super Chats and Humper Chats, Please get them in now. A reminder to subscribe to Fightful Select if you would like to hang out with Alex and I all weekend. We have the Stand and Deliver post-show tomorrow. And then for nights one and two of WrestleMania, we are on Fightful Select. Join us for the PayWeld pay-per-view because that's for the younger, sexier fans hang out. Uh, Sour grabs for everyone. I'm kidding. But join Fightful Select so that you can hang out with us. We got some big meaty men slapping meat in this. We got Keith Lee versus powerhouse hop. We have Keith Lee dropping the word indubitably into a promo with like flawless execution. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. I love what they said beforehand. I love that. Uh, powerhouse says that he's his brother's keeper so often. Like, I just think that's a really beautiful way to keep that alive without making it feel forced. Um, what did you think of this promo? And then we'll get into the match. Anything to say about what they said before this match?
1: I think I think that uh, Will Hobbs um, is one of those guys where you're going to find in in a year um, that you're like, uh, oh yeah, no, why this this guy's got everything. He's the to- absolute total package. Um, I, I I mean he most most of the time. He's been in AEW. He's been standing behind Ricky Stark's sneering, but like <laughs> this, this promo was good. It was a good promo. There was nothing wrong with it. Like it's one of those things, well, yeah, put him, give the, give the kid a microphone for a while. Let's see what happens. You know, that's not the role that he plays in Team Taz. But if, when he breaks away from that, I'm really interested to see what he does as like a guy on his own, cutting promos for big time matches because I thought this was all great. And, of course, we know what Keith Lee can do. So, like, th- this has been a match that's been building now for weeks. And, I mean, I, I I, thought it really lived up to the hype.
3: We have Hey, What's That over there saying, can't wait for Taz and Regal to try and enlist Samoa Joe in their respective factions. Oh, man, that would be quite fun. I do feel like Team Taz might be on the brink of breaking up, which we can talk about what happened in the post match too but let's dive into the match here if there was ever big meaty men slapping me it was this match my goodness it's so funny because you know how big Hobbs is but he still kind of looks like a kid with uh, (laughs) with Keith Lee out there like Keith Lee is just a monster of a dude and so charismatic and so likable there were a lot of spots I really liked in this some really fun counters but the story in this match I felt like was largely like can't Keith Lee hang with someone his own size because he usually is just getting people all over the world into the sixth row of the audience. If it's Adam Cole. So I just kind of liked that. It was like a, Hey kid, pick on someone your own size match in general. Um, (laughs) saying They're still finding the pieces of that table. Now, I guess we took an incredible table spot here. What did you think of this match? I
1: thought it was great. We actually, they were teasing the Beal. Like ah, oh, he's going for that beal. I don't think you're gonna be able to beal Will Hobbs because Will Hobbs like blocked it at least once that I saw, and they, they were bringing it bringing it up on commentary, and then he finally did it, and I was like, that was really impressive. So like that's that's a fun deal. I like listen, I understand what you're doing. It makes sense that you're gonna build this thing, but that doesn't mean that it can't be an effective story beat in the match. Even when I see it coming a mile away, I thought that was really fun. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, Starks decides, well, no, I, we're, we're, oh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna allow this to happen. Uh, so then, um, uh, Swerve comes down and gets in his way. Uh, and there's a ref out there trying to stop everything from happening. And, and, uh, Hobbs hits, hits him with the, the last will and testament, which I love is the name for his spine buster. And the ref doesn't, isn't able to count it. Um, so. Uh, Lee's able to get the big band catastrophe, uh, for the victory, but immediately that doesn't matter because, because he, because Ricky Starks and, and Will Hobbs, uh, are able to, to, to beat him down after the match with an amazing spear through a table, put up in the corner, Uh swerve got put through a table on the outside. So we're, it's, it's, it's on, we're getting Swerve and Keith Lee versus Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs and you better clear your schedules because that is something you're going to have to watch. My goodness.
3: So in this post match too, I'm just so struck by how effortlessly cool swerve is andrade is kind of one of these guys too that it doesn't matter what environment you put him in he's just gonna stand out with his charisma and look so cool i just want to give a shout out to sabrina harley for becoming a new youtube subscriber Member, not subscriber a member but we appreciate you so much thank you for doing that thank you sometimes sean accidentally puts uh the chat into a mode where only you can chat so (laughs) It's never on purpose, but it happened. So you have like a special edge to get your chats. And Mark Losper saying, put every belt on Keith Lee. Yeah, I think he's probably going to be um, a world champion sooner rather than later. Like he's he's just so fantastic. He's so fantastically over. I love seeing him get to work the style that he is capable of working. I feel like a lot of that disappeared when he got called up to the main roster from NXT in WWE. So it's nice to just see him mm-hmm. living to his full potential and having yeah. fun out there. Guys, we have some more SmackDown chats that you guys got in, and a few more AEW ones as well. So we're just gonna clean those up. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Colts chiming in saying, Of course, you guys aren't watching, but Vince gave Taker Joel Austin Mike, and he looks like he's going to start pitching Undertaker cryptocurrency oh no <laughs> i'm surprised their entrance is done at this point my goodness
1: undercoin they're gonna call it undercoin
3: undercoin it takes
1: or no dongcoin they're gonna call it dongcoin.
3: it takes 20... dong. 27 minutes to get to the blockchain somehow mark clasper is saying in fairness to shinsuke It's so clear he's saving his body, putting like 6% effort into making a bunch of money. I guarantee that if you put him somewhere else, he would be the old Shinsuke we know. I wouldn't guarantee anything. Um, I think he hasn't been put in a position where he's had to put his body on the line in anyway. He was injured for three months, and then he had one singles match. Was it against Ricochet? It was really good. He had one really great singles match. So I think part of it was injury, and part of it is just the angles that he's been involved in. Mark Lasper also saying these unrelated things. Vince saying they learn from what doesn't work on Pat McAfee's show. Roman's babyface run where he got booed in multiple main events in a row. Austin Theory being pushed constantly. Yeah, I mean, in their defense on Roman, they knew what they had in him. He was just being presented wrong. But it's not like that guy's not a star. Um, Austin Theory, I don't know what what they see the ceiling in. Like, I just don't. I don't get it. He reads like Grayson Waller and NXT to me where I just feel like they're not um, anything to write home about in any facet of the business. But uh, we have Reigns and Lesnar video package chat chimed in here saying, I thought it was really strange not saying Brock and Roman tonight. I think we already read that one, but you know what? It deserves a double read because that does. is freaking weird. Yep. Marty Wasper saying, SmackDown, put happy Corbin against one. Of the- uh, we read that one too. I think maybe we just didn't have these fully cleaned up. Well, that's okay, JW Pringle, my super chat brother, kind of. Saying, Can Angela be Linda and Sheila's friend that they talk shit about? The Brandon to their young bucks, if you would. Oh my God, Angela, the Angela. Angela,
1: it's Angela. I, I, I can't. I cannot with her anymore. I simply cannot with with the Angela. She's always calling me up. I'm like, listen, honey, I'm doing things. I'm busy. I'm watching my stories. I don't have time to gab about your stupid son, Andrew, and whatever his antics are over there in Scotland. I have no interest in it at all. I wish you would freaking die already.
3: <gasps> oh, no. Foreshadowing of what this past four months of programming has been. Mark Quill saying, what would Linda and Shearer name their weapons? <clears throat> Ooh, what would linda and sheila name i think mine would would be i don't know i've talked a lot about going to see a picture mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe it would be the picture
1: mm-hmm.
3: maybe my weapon would be
1: well it's got to be named after a dead relative i think
3: <laughs> arnie my late husband Ernie, the arnie and it would be an urn
1: and mine, of course, would be named Roosevelt after after our beloved pet cat who passed away 16 years ago.
3: <laughs> of course it would. <laughs> of course it would. Like, of course. Of course, that's what Blender has. Michael for timing and saying, I love you too, but if we're paying for your sanity, it feels like that ship sailed a long time ago. Yeah, that was capitalizing on that, that other one. But yeah. yeah, I think basically since I showed up on Tuesday nights, I've I think I was brought in to, to rein you in, but I've just pushed you further down the hill. And I only apologize for that like a little bit. <laughs> Mark will saying, how many marks and marks spelled with C's and K's? Uh will the Sauragraph Society recruit? It's unlimited um, to people that follow the We rule. have not
1: put we have not put a quota on marks per se.
3: We have not. As long as you follow the rules which are laid out. Um you are in control. You are in control. What I say goes. Things like that. <laughs> yeah. Mark Wilson. I know I'm very complimentary, but I love everyone on, on SGS. Kate and Alex, thank you for helping with the happiness and kindness after our two tough days. Bless. That's what we're here for. That's yeah. like, we've gotten a few of those and it it really does mean the world because this doesn't work without a community. And
2: yeah.
3: um, it just feels nice that we were able to create a vacuum of non-toxic people <laughs> to all congregate in one place. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate you guys. Alex, you know what time it is?
1: It's the jukebox time. It's
3: jukebox time. <laughs> JW Pringle with a nice super chat for us saying, on the Toys R Us theme beat, I don't want to grow up. I'm a sour oh, graft. Oh, kid.
1: Come on. We got okay, we to we sing it. We got to sing it. It's the jukebox. Okay. We got to sing it. All
3: right. I don't want to grow up. I'm a sour graft kid.
1: There's a million matches that we can watch and are unhappy with.
3: From WWE, I don't know the beat of it anymore. From
1: WWE to EC3, AEW to NXT. I don't
2: want to grow, grow up.
3: Because be if I did, I did, I wouldn't be a sour kid. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened.
4: I love it. I'm so oh,
3: sorry, J.W. Pringle. You gave us a nice amount of money for that. <laughs> the jam one. That one jam beer taking us home. Doing so better than SmackDown took us home tonight. Oh, Saying so Since I mixed the NXT show, can we get a Walter alt-rock lounge segment of Linkin Park's Numb?
1: <laughs> wow. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm tired of being what you want me to be. Feeling so fatherless, lost under the surface. I don't know what you're expecting of me. Put under the pressure of walking in your shoes. Caught in the undertow, just caught in the undertow. Every step that I make is another mistake to you. Caught in the undertow, just caught in the undertow. I've become so numb, I can't feel you there. Become so tired, so much more aware. I'm becoming this. All I want to do is be more like me and be less like you. Yeah.
3: I didn't need the lyrics pulled up for that one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that's our show for tonight. Thank you so much for hanging with us. We got so much more coming down the pike. I'm going to let Alex tell you where. He- you can find him, but I happen to know the answer where that's going to be this weekend. It's the NXT Stand and Deliver post show tomorrow. It's nice one and two of WrestleMania on Fightful Select. But Alex, where else can they find you?
1: You can find me on the Twitter and now thegram, the
2: Graham. Graham
1: at Alex Sour Graps. Um, <laughs> I really don't use the Graham much yet. Still figuring <laughs> it out. I'm very old, but um. But then yeah, you can fo- you can follow follow me uh, on those things. and then yeah, tomorrow after stand and deliver, we're thinking that's a that's a two two and a half hour show maybe. So that starts at one Eastern. so maybe three 15-ish Eastern we'll be doing the post sure. stand and deliver show on this here YouTube channel and then on Fightful select. After night one of WrestleMania, which is main evented by a talk show segment, you can find us talking about that into the wee hours of the morning uh, on Fightful Select. And then uh, on Sunday on Fightful Select, right after Roman and Brock either have a nine-minute sprint where both men beat the crap out of each other and have so much fun doing it. It'll be such an amazing spectacle and, and it won't even matter that they've unified the belts because we will have enjoyed the, the match so much or they'll have a 22-minute slog where everybody hates their entire life while watching it. And either way, after that, we'll talk about it on Fightful Select.
3: I will be all of those places and I will also, being a night to watch along with the True Heel Heat podcast. Uh, that should be a total blast. Thank you guys so much for watching. You can also find me watching Sean get his ass kicked in the GCW clusterfuck very shortly. So thank you so much. We will see you. Have a safe and healthy and happy WrestleMania weekend. We're out.